Everybody, it's the last show of the year, 2018, last show, this is just the headers, if you heard that music by the absurdist, then what you heard, you know you're about to dive into just the headlines from the last week to now, um, not a lot's going on, it's the holidays man, it's like Christmas break time, New Year's time, I don't know. Jesse, tell the people about yourself. Uh, what do you think they want to know? I don't know, man. There's you. You seem like a international man of mystery, and there's so many layers. Like Carmen San Diego. Yeah, you know, like one day you're on the East Coast, next day you're on the West Coast. One day you're going on a pilgrimage to Spain. Next day you're the best uh, battle ride player in North America. I mean, it's what don't you do? Well, I'm not the best battle right player right now. Oh shit! You That's damn. You've been dethroned already. Already. Don't what happened? Oh, you told me there was some drama. Yeah, yeah. No, I haven't been playing for a bit. Wow. So. Video but, games are one of those things. It's like it's a grind, right? It's a day, every day, all day, every day. Yep. So, yep. if you're a prospective future gamer and you're trying to be a pro, you better dedicate your life to it. So. Do you hear those creaks and cracks? I, I do. There's nothing I can do up? about it. This is like the house that I'm in. So for listeners, I'm not in either of my recording areas. I'm visiting family and my brother's house creaks and cracks. And you just got to deal with it because there's a lot of people upstairs. So, Oh, that's uh, the upstairs? Yeah, this, this is the basement, actually. You know, maybe I can go upstairs like while we're recording. And maybe <laughs> the creaks and cracks will go away. I'll try uh, that. Nope, because the babies are taking naps, so that's not going to work. So, sorry, audience. Uh, well, my name's D, host of the Bitcoin Podcast, uh, co founder of the Bitcoin Podcast Network, and we're about to get into some headlines for you guys. Uh, so, you ready, Jesse? Let's do it. All right, let's do it. So, this first article is from news.bitcoin.com. Uh, it has. 2,644 eyeballs written by Samuel Haig almost 5,000 crypto pump and dumps posted on discord and telegram in six months holy cow man it's getting annoying a report compiled by researchers from Tel Aviv University, the University of Tulsa, and the University of New Mexico has found nearly 5,000 advertisements for cryptocurrency pumping up signals on social platforms Discord and Telegram posted during the first half of 2018. Mm. Nearly 5,000 ads for crypto pumps posted. So a report examining the prevalence of advertisements for pump and dumps. Um, wow widespread and profitable to drop a pump and dump scheme 
pumps in a dump pumps in a dump you know what i found out there's other other uses of the words pumps and dump uh my sister-in-law pumps and dumps her breast milk if she's oh huh oh that might be personal for her but i mean it's a thing it's a thing in the women do it like if they you know have gone out and they've had some they went out on a date with their mans and they had a couple drinks and they don't want the baby to get drunk then they pump and then they dump what? That's not supposed to be funny, man. This is real life, Jesse. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> I thought you were going to talk about other financial uh, definitions of Oh, no. Dumps. Not at all. So, for those of you listening that don't know what a pump and dump is, it's when uh, a small group of people, maybe even large group of people, is like, hey, we're going to pick this random cryptocurrency and start making it seem like it is the best thing since sliced bread. And then once the retail people hear wind of it and the price jumps, then those people that were pumping it up as the best thing since sliced bread sell the shit out of it and they dump the value onto the retail investors. So. Have you ever fallen for a pump and dump, Jesse? No. But I get a lot of invitations to a lot of Discord servers that organize pump and dumps. Mm, me too. I fell for one pump and dump early in my Bitcoin game. Um, there was supposedly going to be a bank in Greece called NeoB, which is going to be a Bitcoin bank. And yeah, sounds dumb, right? But a lot of people fell for it. And they had commercials too, like professionally done, professionally produced commercials on youtube and so like ripple uh yeah yeah just like <laughs> and so i fell for it and i sent them i don't know quarter of a bitcoin or something gotcha. and uh you know at the time a quarter of a bitcoin was like i don't know not that much it's like 80 some bucks it was a long uh-huh. time ago so uh yeah yeah i lost that one Pump and dumps are everywhere. I don't know what to tell you guys. Pumps and a dump. Pumps and a dump. Um, so the next article is written by Mr. Joseph Young over at Cointelegraph. It has 10,644 total views. Dang, man. Joseph Young gets traffic. This guy knows how to write, I think. I don't know. But at least people read his shit. So crypto assets to be regulated differently in the U.S. Potential impact on the industry. Ooh. Regulations, regulations, regulations. You know the fucking headlines. The United States government could regulate crypto assets and tokens differently than stocks and traditional assets by altering the existing regulatory framework on securities. On December 22nd, CNBC reported that two congressmen, Warren Davidson and Darren Solo, oh shit, that's a hell of a name, have introduced a bipartisan bill entitled Token Taxonomy Act, an effort to prevent overregulation in the cryptocurrency space. So essentially, if you guys go and read through this article, but what they're trying to do is make sure that crypto assets are not taxed like um, traditional securities, which would be a good news for us, right? Just, I mean, yeah, you know, it would be. It'd, be, it'd be great. What would you do with your first tax break if the tax, if the tax, token taxonomy acts were passed? Nothing. Wouldn't do anything. I have a feeling that is 100% accurate. Now yep. those creeks are annoying, but 
It's not what I can do. Uh, let's divulge a little bit. Let's let's get off the beaten path. What are your predictions for 2019? Do you have any for crypto? Um, you expect it to dip, don't you? To continue? To uh, slow dip. Like slow dip. Down to the bottom as we find the bottom. Whatever that may be. Price-wise. I'm talking about I'm talking about like advancements. Do you think that any advancements will take place that will change the landscape? Um I'm not sure. Uh in what in what blockchain? Um what let's talk about thing? the majors, Bitcoin, Ether, and Litecoin. Well mm, Bitcoin and Ether. Okay. So let's go. Do you think the light the lightning network has proven to be useful for I guess uh small transactions in like on a larger scale? Um, to use Bitcoin, the whole world to move to it? No. I think it's no. far too clunky right now. I think it's it requires such a high learning curve right now. It's like basically knowing how to use email in the early 70s or late 70s. Yeah. It's that equivalent. Um, what do you think about? Um, is it um, Mimblewimble? What about Mimblewimble? Uh, or is it Mimblewimble? Mimblewimble. Huh? Uh, wasn't Mimblewimble supposed to be like the color coin technology? Yeah, it's like it's kind of like kind of like color coins, but it's for Monero. Um, do you, think, like, do you think if like a color coin esque implementation on Bitcoin would like I I, I don't know like I'm kind of like uh, oh you're breaking what up can happen? now you're having mic problems ooh really I'm having mic problems yeah or maybe it's my internet but no, I don't think that it is oh no but go ahead and go ahead and go on. No, I guess I'm just trying to like ask you, kind of bounce the question back to you. Like, I don't know. Like, I personally don't know. I don't think proof of stake is going to be better than proof of work. Um, so, I mean, that's where Ethereum is going to go. I think Bitcoin's proof of work is going to be reliable for a while until somebody creates something else. Um, and I don't know what that something else is going to be, to be honest. Yeah, nobody does at this point. I, I'm, I, I mean, I think that all of these iterations are great. Not iterate. Yeah, all these iterations are great. And these upgrades are great. But I think what it creates is a smaller subset of people that actually know how the tech works. You know what I mean? Like, uh, sparking up a Bitcoin wallet wasn't tough. Especially way back in the day. You spark up Bitcoin, what is it, QT? I think it, what it was. Bitcoin client. And it's running a full node on your computer and you're good to go. And then learning how to mine was a little bit more of a leap, but there was plenty of support online to find, you know, guides how to set up a miner. Um, nowadays, it's really tough. And then, like, if you're building a product on Bitcoin, you've got to learn SegWit. So you've got to learn how to program SegWit in there, um, which changes some things fundamentally. 
from a scaling standpoint. And then the Lightning Network is a whole other learning curve. And you're finding out there's going to be less and less people that are willing. Unless it's stupid, stupid easy. Like I spark up an app and boom, I'm on the Lightning Network and I'm opening channels automatically and, you know, things like that. The usability can be easy for someone. I don't see it gaining traction. And I see the same thing happening for Ethereum. Everybody's going to switch to proof of stake by burning their proof of work tokens to open up state channels on the proof of state. You know, it's it gets so cumbersome really quickly. And then you have a smaller subset of people that actually know what's going on, which means there's a larger potential to get got again for people. And we already see so much of that going on in crypto. You know, people are losing money left and right. Yeah. So there's still so many hurdles. I think we live in these weird times where things cannot be as they are right in plain sight and nobody, there's none the wiser. But crypto is far from anything being usable and applicable. If if anything, if you're going to use these analogies with major technologies, crypto is where the internet was in maybe the late 70s. Like, we're that basic right now. We're still trying to figure out where the foundational layer, how the foundational layer, like the the, the very basic protocol layer, how that's going to look and behave. We're still figuring that out. So how the hell can we be, like, in the 90s of the Internet? We're not. We're it, This shit is still so basic. But you have all this coverage, right, because it's the Internet. All these journalists, all these media outlets, all these people making things seem like they're more advanced and they're more robust than they actually are and so i don't know in 2019 i can't say i can't make any predictions i definitely can't make any price predictions i will say this this is one prediction i will say i think the price will be higher in january 1st 2020 than it was in january 1st 2019 what about the 10th anniversary you don't think it'll spike 10th anniversary i thought we had that you mean 10th anniversary of the genesis block yeah um no oh no i don't think any of that stuff matters what i think does still ultimately matter regardless of the fact that wall street has their dirty grimy tentacles in crypto already and that is the halving of bitcoin which is, should happen in 2020 like december 2020 is when it should happen or sorry actually july 2020 but i do think that the price will really start being affected six months after the happening mm. because miners will be holding on to that token and only 6.25 will be coming in syndication i mean circulation so i don't know tech wise no big predictors except for that the big upgrades to these networks cause a smaller subset of people to actually know what how this tech is working. So, well, if we're in the seventies and companies with with high net worths only or like high market caps only came around like in late nineties, early two thousands, and then even now, you know, you have like Facebook, like social media platforms. Like you couldn't you couldn't have known in the seventies that something like Facebook or something like Google was going to come along. Mm-mm. I mean, you couldn't have. And the the value, like, say you're investing in the 70s technology. Who's to say that, like, we're all, we're all banking on the fact that we're, we're buying a little bit of a utility. 
it'll become like a utility like ethereum or like bitcoin ethereum to like proof of stake and like actual um i guess many economies running in that on that like network versus like bitcoin usurping some percentage of like financial markets like we're a bit of what we think is like future value in some utility Mm -hmm. but we don't know if bitcoin or ethereum will be still around if this is like the 70s and we're trying to we're trying to like act like we're investing in like facebook or netflix or whatever Damn, it's loud everywhere in this house. <laughs> I was trying to get to a quiet place, but there is no quiet place. Welcome to my vacation time, listeners. <laughs> um, yeah, I guess I'm just I'm just kind of like putting more doubt on and a little bit of uncertainty just to keep things in perspective. Like this is if this is the '70s, like we're not really investing in 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 Apple or anything like we're not we're not investing in like those companies yet those companies haven't even been thought around yet. yet yeah yeah so that's something that i would say in the very 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 beginning of recording the bitcoin podcast is that this if this technology is just getting started then literally the zuckerbergs and bezos are being born like today <laughs> like yesterday yeah. They don't even know what they don't even know what a blockchain is. Yeah, they've just existed in a world where blockchain exists, and they've been they're like they've been autistically fucking around with the tech in their garage for so long that then eventually they create something that had never been created before. That's where we're at, and so the me's and you's are just we're just old, and we're just gonna be the old people that were like, "See, told you so. Told you it was gonna be a big deal." So, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's so new of a tech. The layers are and and to go back to the '70s thing is that like Zuckerberg couldn't wouldn't have been able to build Facebook in like 1989, in 1990. The layers of the internet didn't exist. Or, or would Nokia have known that smartphones would be popular for them in the early 2000s? Yeah, before like we even realized that personal cell phones, like per- a personal communication device, would be popular. Yeah. Yeah, it's just you don't know. You never know. You never know. But but what you could do is you can keep up with just the head. With I like the space that. as it evolves around. I like how you're doing that. You're going in and out a little I mean, bit, kind of like my mic was. It could be my connection or your connection, but oh no, <laughs> it's definitely not the mic. But the mic is not the issue because I just bought it yesterday. Um. But I like where your head's at. You could be tuning into just the headers to keep kind of a thumb on what's going on. So, did you see Joe in the Slack? Apparently, he built uh, like a machine learning thing to get better headlines, not so price and regulation oriented. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, check it out in the Slack. I asked him to ping me when it's done. He's like, he's he's basically feeding it a thousand articles over in amount of days to get like better in more depth articles and more more variability so cool yeah. 
I'm pretty excited about Sounds that. Good. We can get you guys some better juice because right now it's all about regulations and blase blase. But we spent a while on the first two articles. Let's move to the third and then move to Monday. So speaking of moving to new articles, uh, this article is December 28, 2018, and it is about taxes. Uh, this is written by Matthew DeSalvo. It has 4,246 eyeballs. Cryptocurrency and taxes and how to use 2018's losses to your advantage. So um, here's a hashtag don't take like tax advice from a fucking article on the internet. Hashtag go to a damn accountant or or maybe, well, maybe if it's a website built by an accountant, then that would make sense. But here we are. Taxes have been a hot topic in the cryptocurrency world this year. Many countries have been trying to figure out how to tax crypto assets. While traders have been figuring out how to lever uh, lever them to write off losses, as Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies enter the mainstream, tax reduction strategies are starting to emerge. Governments belatedly address Bitcoin taxation. As cryptocurrencies have entered the collective conscious and adoption has grown, governments have been trying to figure out how to tax them. Most recently, the UK uh, government released a sprawling crypto tax advice document. Uh, Her Majesty's Revenue and Customs, that's a real thing, HMRC, reveals in the document that individual investors will be liable to pay capital gains tax each time they sell crypto assets such as BTC for profit. HMRC ruled that the investors would not be allowed to classify their investment in cryptocurrency as gambling, which is tax-free when it comes to winnings. So... (laughs) Yeah, and that's sneaky. Like, what if we're just gambling? Life is a gamble. No taxes for me. (laughs) At the beginning of the year, UK Prime Minister Theresa May said her government would be looking at Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies very seriously. That's quotations. I said it like that because it's quoted, which means they're probably not looking at it very seriously at all because of their potential to be used by criminals. I love that. Don't you just love that? God. Like, I has to tax everything that's profitable. I just, I love that. Yeah. It's, oh boy. So, here we go. There's no, nothing in this article. Oh, here's a little snippet. This year in Asia, Korea said it's planning to tax cryptocurrencies and initial coin offerings while proposals to lower taxes on crypto in Japan were announced this month. Currently, the government takes as much as 55% from cryptocurrency transactions as miscellaneous income. That is trash. How come? How come in-game like virtual items are not taxed by the government? Ooh, careful now! You don't want to start some black market ring with those little innocent statements like that. No, I'm just, I'm just saying, like, you people make money on trading skins in games. Like that should be taxed too, right? But it nobody's, should be. nobody's raising it any sort of hell about taxing that everybody's just trying to raise hell about well we're in crypto so i guess crypto um but also people in that are trading skins and games and making a lot of money aren't talking about anarchy and they're not really talking like governments don't matter and centralized powers don't matter no they're not saying those things they're just saying like oh cool i could trade a dragon skin for a lizard skin and make 25 bucks Ooh. yeah but it's more than 25 bucks <laughs> i know it's it's a lot it's a lot but here's the thing is that they should be reporting that too and they should probably be reporting it as some sort of like i don't know miscellaneous do income 
Yeah, they would have to report as miscellaneous income, and there's a whopper of a tax on that. So, you know, as the right now, you didn't hear it from me or Jesse. I'm not gonna say what I'm about to say. That I'll go to jail for that. (laughs) (laughs) Um. So. Uh, here's how cryptocurrencies help you save on taxes. Well, governments are figuring, according to this article, okay, not according to me, not according to Jesse, not according to any of our friends or family, according to this article written by Matthew DeSalvi, okay, Salvo. This is on you, Matthew. No, like, <laughs> yeah, this is on you, Matthew. So, how, uh, how cryptocurrencies can save on taxes? Well, governments are figuring out. This is your shit, Matthew. So, this is your shit. If your research is bad, it's your fault. So, while governments are figuring out how to tax cryptocurrencies, there are actually ways in the U.S. citizens can use them to their advantage to pay less taxes. He put that in italicies and not quotations this time. So, I'm assuming he's speaking to reality. This is due to a 2014 notice by the Internal Revenue Service, which treats cryptocurrencies as an investment property rather than a currency. Whenever you trade cryptocurrency, the t- transaction is either a capital gain, where you make money, or capital loss. And any losses this year would ultimately place you in a lower tax bracket. The IRS allows taxpayers to deduct 3000 in capital losses for any given year for money earned from a day job. Losses beyond that cannot be deducted until several years later. As an example, let's take a look at someone who bought 5k worth of BTC this year after turning that into 10k throughout the trading that their lost cash due to a dip in the markets and took a big hit, losing $8,000. They cashed out, walking away with just $2,000. They would then be able, they would then be able to harvest a loss of $3,000 for the year, which would be deducted from the taxable income. The person made $50K in regular income, and only $47,000 of it would be taxable. Interesting. In order to write off cryptocurrency losses as a tax deductible in the U.S., it's essential to properly file with exact dates, all transactions including gains and losses. Certain online tools such as Bitcoin.tax can be useful in calculating capital gains and losses. While 2018 has been a bad year for investors, the ability to write off thousands of dollars of bad traders trades should provide some consolation. Wait, you can only write off 3000 That's what it said, yeah. How are how how is Trump able to write off like millions? Because if you do it for years and years in a row, then yeah. you can. It says, it says here, uh, losses beyond that, beyond three thousand, cannot be deducted until several years later. So maybe Trump just like, I don't know. But for a personal Trump. individual, you can only deduct three thousand. So if your if your losses total say nine thousand, that just means like. Even the, the additional six thousand yeah. is going to be deducted another three every year. At least that's how I'm interpreting that. So, like, how is he able to deduct millions from his like businesses? I mean, I, I know he doesn't operate his businesses under his personal like name, um, but maybe that has something to do with it. That'd be interesting. We need to ask Crypto Tax Girl when she's on the main show. That's a good idea. Like, how do I? How do I um, have like a holdings company invest my money for me? And like when I lose tons of money, I can write off a lot of money and losses. Yeah. Um, that's a good question for the crypto tax girl. Maybe we should ask her. I mean, I don't, I don't know. I'm not an accountant. So 
I would hate to give someone advice like, yeah, man, you can write it all off, sell it, and then write they can't. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. Well, looks like it's uh, my turn. That was the weekend. For yeah, it took a while. Yeah, I mean, well, those those were those were actually not that bad. Yeah, they were juicy. They had, they had some chunk. More yeah. juicy than a steak, piece of steak. You know what I mean? Ooh, what kind of steak though? Oof, I'd have to go on this one. Maybe Cineca, like maybe prime 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 like rib. Prime, I like that. I like ribeye. You like ribeye? Mm. I like ribeye. I, I like T bone as well. Um, I do love a nice New York shrimp, even though it's kind of more lean. So, well, T bone consists of a New York, doesn't it? It does. I think so because a T bone is like at least I think it's two different cuts of steak, maybe three. And that New York is part of a T-bone, I thought. I don't know. Mm. Oh, well. Let's talk about the next yeah, days. Yeah, on to the next. To the next yep. So for Monday, written by Adrian Smudzinski with Cointelegraph, at least 340 UK crypto or blockchain companies ceased operations in 2018, report finds. This article has 8,241 total views and 197 total shares. So at least... 340 cryptocurrency or blockchain companies were dissolved or liquidated this year in the UK, British news outlet Sky News reported on December 22nd. Oh, that's quite a bit. The aforementioned article um, from from Sky News uh, reports that last year the number of companies in this industry that had been liquidated amounted to 139, uh, nearly two and a half times less than this year. Moreover, 60% of companies of the companies dissolved this year ceased activity between June and November. That mm. is, um, according to the reported data, more than 200 of the now dissolved companies, quote, were incorporated with Companies House during 2017. Uh, this year, according to the article, newly registered crypto companies were growing slower than the number of dissolved businesses for the first time. Mm-hmm. What is uh, Companies House? Hmm, let me Google that. Okay. Um, while you Google that, I'll keep reading. Um, it talks about the latest downward uh, market movement, took a toll on even some of the biggest companies in the space. Um, we're going to talk talks about uh, two big companies uh, that had to lay off a significant percentage um, recently. So... Yeah, it's just uh, the market slump. It's affecting everybody, all the different companies in the space, big and small. Yep. Status had a layoff. Consensus has had a layoff. Bitmain is laying off over 50% of their staff. Um, Filecoin is probably going to have a layoff. Um, yeah, man, it's looking hot in the streets right now. So, yeah. wonder where all those developers are going to go. Well, not all of them are developers. I wonder where all well, those people are going to go. Hopefully, they're going to go get a job. <laughs> At least one of them is going to be a homeless person. At least one, statistically. At least one is going to say, like, oh, I gave it all to crypto and it fired me, so I'm going to do a bunch of heroin now. <laughs> I'll just speak the truth, Oh, I was Jesse. one traveler speaking of heroin. Did you see, okay, okay, everybody's talking about that um, Sandra, was it Sandra, what's her last name? Sandra Bullock. Is it? 
on Netflix? Something dirty or something? Bird Box. Bird Box, right. Not dirty. It's Never bootleg uh, Quiet Place, but I wanted to give you your information. Company's House yeah. is the United Kingdom's registrar of companies. So Perfect. if you're a company, you're, you got to register with them. Got it. Interesting. Okay. Uh, oh my God. So, um, so it's not like a specific. Huh? Oh. Somebody's coming down to the basement to make noise. Go ahead. Keep going. <laughs> so next article is written by William Suberg. Reports. Bitmain allegedly fires all BCH developers in wave of redundancies. This is a, uh, an article brought to you, us from Cointelegraph with 126 total views and 265 total shares. That's that's interesting. Cryptocurrency mining giant Bitmain has reportedly fired its entire staff of Bitcoin Cash developers. Blockstream CSO Samson Mo reported, citing Chinese social media sources on December 23rd. This, mm. uh, the second in what appears to be a phase of staff losses for Bitmain. Around 50 workers are reportedly set to go this week. Mm. The messages follow reports of China's version of LinkedIn warning about a giant wave of redundancies targeting as much as half of Bitmain's 2,500 strong workforce. Wow. With rumors now being uploaded by primitive founding partner and commentator Dovi Wan. According to Wan, such so quote, usually very high accuracy posted by employees themselves. Mm. The BCH developers that were reportedly let go had formed Bitmain's Copernicus team and were only and were working on the company's Bitcoin Cash Go client. Only one week notice, some had just joined the company, Mo added. Interesting. Only one week notice? Yeah. I think the guy's name is Mao, by the way. Oh yeah, sorry. Yeah, sounds like Mao. Um Earlier this week, Bitmain announced the complete closure of its blockchain development lab in Israel amid low prices across Bitcoin and altcoin markets, resulting in the loss of 23 jobs. You fired. Was that inappropriate? Was that... Was that... Currency markets emerged in mainstream media last week. There's no official con- uh, comment from uh, Bitmain as far as the staff progress. Mm. You're fired. Oh. Would you be upset and... if you got fired and then they were like, you got a week to, to get your shit together? I mean, as long as there was, like in the US, there's severance, right? Yeah. So, I mean, I'm okay with that. Hmm. I don't like, I guess because I don't live with the same mentality as like people did in the 80s, but need to take care of me, right? Like they could trust them to take care of them. Mm-hmm. Um, Wait, what do you so, mean yeah. by that? What, what do you mean by that? Elucidate. Well, so, you know, the like the loyalty that employees have for their companies is pretty much like almost non-existent nowadays, right? Because mm-hmm. companies are pretty cutthroat. They'll cut you off and they won't really take care of you. Um, back in the day, I, I mean, from what I understand, people people would stay with companies for decades because the companies would find a way to avoid layoffs, 
even when times were tough, right? Everybody would take a pay cut versus, um, you know, everybody saying screw this and then just ditching the company and going to find another job elsewhere. Mm-hmm. I don't know. There was just more more loyalty to the to the whole structure of company and family. You say but, you're the opposite uh, of that, right? You're like, ah, fuck it. I'm out. Well, just because, like, I've seen people get burned. Like, I know, a, like, a personal friend of the family. She's an accountant for 20-something years for one company, and they laid her off, I think, this year or something. And um, she can't find a job uh, for a year. And I think the, I think they're going to have to sell their house and move away to a different area. So, I mean, it's just... Uh, Mm. It's the it's the reality. Companies don't take care of you anymore, right? That sounds tough. Damn. You can't expect it, I guess. I mean, you can get lucky, but yeah. you shouldn't expect it. That's true. Damn. The world's so cutthroat nowadays. Yeah, it is. No. Well, speaking of cutthroat. Yep. Speaking of cutthroat, last article for Monday, altcoin Bitcoin private confirms additional 2 million coins secretly pre-mined. Ooh. Written by Anna Alexander, Cointelegraph, 17,163 total views and 315 total shares. Yeah, this article begins quite a stir. Yeah, the development team behind Altcoin Bitcoin Private has confirmed the creation of 2.04 million units of BTCP, quote, that were never intended to exist on the blockchain, according mm. to an official statement published December 24th so mm-hmm. oh, uh, it Boom. says uh, per the project's white paper the total supply of BTCP is equal to around 20.4 million coins while the secretly pre-mined BTCP brought the initial supply to 22.6 million Woo. so I don't anticipate a coin where I guess 10% of it is owned by the, the people who made it so yeah but that's that's like what's going on with zcash i think in this thing it's bad because there's no transparency right there's no there's no transparency and that's why it's bad hmm. they tried to do it sneaky style jesse they tried to say hey nobody's ever going to find out about this two million this is standard operation superman 2 strategy baby and then somebody <laughs> did so, yeah, they're screwed. Uh, so, uh, Bitcoin Private's price is likely to collapse. And by the way, I'm getting tired of all these forks. I really think the forks are are the most damaging thing to all of crypto. And it, they just they're terrible for crypto because what it says essentially is you can create value from nothing out of the blue. Just snap your fingers and you've got a fork. And as long as you've got just a small handful of miners to get it going, it's quote unquote secure, even though those miners are not decentralized whatsoever. But who cares about decentralization nowadays, right? And then, oh, yeah, I'm just so frustrated. I'm starting to feel like the old man in crypto that's like, hey, get off my crypto lawn with your bullshit. I thought that's what we already felt like during the ICO craze, though. Yeah, I know. I'm just getting older and older. I'm turning into a dinosaur, Jesse. I thought we just accepted it. I mean, you can't not accept it. If you're a dinosaur, you're a dinosaur, you know what I mean? Yeah. Just get ready for the meteor to come. You know what I mean? Dark days. Jesse. The meteor. What's going to be the meteor? Uh, I don't know. Roger Ver? No, I'm kidding. Oof. I just pictured a meteor with Roger Ver's face on it screaming towards the earth. I don't know why. Um, 
let's say what will be the meteor to crypto i don't know if people stop mining it ultimately like if the hash rate drops and drops and drops and drops and then it's like okay game over but the hash rate is abnormally high right now so it can still afford to come down a lot more too so oh i haven't been paying attention to the hash hash rate. rate oh dude let me show you something real quick dude I remember we looked at it a long time ago and then it correlated with price spikes and then I stopped looking at it because it's just I didn't care anymore. (laughs) Our attention span is marvelous. I don't care anymore. Well, because I I had better things to do than look at the price fluctuations. Tis is true. Tis is true. I'm becoming the number five player in North America on Battle Ride. Am I right? Ayo. Uh, there you go there's a link you can check that out the hash the difficulty looks like it's coming back though well you know what that means Uh, sex on boats (laughs) am i right that's the ultimate that's living (laughs) a life you know what i mean i picture sex i've never had sex on a boat but if i did have sex on a boat i'd imagine it'd be great from for lazy people because the waves is the motion in the ocean so what if you fall in the ocean i i'm not having sex on that kind of boat okay i'm not oh I'm not a fishing okay. boat right, no 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 like in front of like a yacht <laughs> oh well don't have sex on the places you can fall over oh, and, okay you know what i mean but like all right you know they say it's the motion in the ocean you know what i mean so okay if there's already motion in the ocean then any motion that you add is just, you know, that much more motion. So I figure sex on a boat is quite easy for all involved because, you know, you can just go with the motion in the ocean. So. Sure. Yep. All right. We, that was a weird, weird place to take. Um, oh, that's that. cool. The, the hash rate has come back. Yeah, it's coming back, but it's it's also doing the same thing as the market where it like comes back for a week and then it's like, oh, psych, got your ass, bitch, and then it goes back down. So. Um, yeah. Speaking of going up and down, Andrew Ramon's writes, "Why Bitcoin, Ethereum, and the entire crypto market are down in value?" Oh, like we don't know, but let's let's read this. Oh, here's some uh, italicies. The, v- the views expressed here are the author's own and not necessarily represent <laughs> represent the views of Cointelegraph.com. Wow, here's we've some. never seen this uh, this author before, though. Andrew Romans. Mm-mm, this guy's new. But he has a lot of views on this article. Check it out. He might be popular. So the way I see it, investors in 2017, and specifically Q4, wanted to buy Bitcoin and Ethereum for the sole purpose of exchanging it for specific ICO tokens they wanted to invest in. The buyers of Bitcoin and Ethereum did not want to own Bitcoin or Ethereum. They wanted to buy the newly issued initial coin offering tokens, but they needed to buy Bitcoin and Ethereum as a short way to get what they ultimately wanted. The owners of Bitcoin and Ethereum did not want to sell. They were watching the price of their holding increase, so why would they? They were also believers in Bitcoin and Ethereum, so in a bid-ask world, the price went up. Then, those startup companies that completed their ICOs became whales, which began as a group to unload their tokens in December and January, thereby flipping the dynamic of the huge demand for Bitcoin and Ethereum to all sellers of Bitcoin and Ethereum. 
After the New Year's hangover faded, the startups needed to exchange their crypto to fiat in order to pay engineers and build their startups. Okay. Then, it was a run-on-the-bank panic. Pressure from the United States regulators in Q3 and Q4 2017 resulted in a slowing and near-total halt of ICOs by early 2018. After that, ICOs either stopped or radically slowed. Now, token issuers began to accept fiat without the need to pass through Ethereum, which killed more demand and left only sellers and holders and no buyers in a bid-ask world. The market tanked. An interesting dynamic of the current market is the prices of all cryptocurrencies are highly correlated to each other. Just look at the price of any token on crypto on coin market cap, and you will notice a perfect correlation among the prices of most of them. Bitcoin and Ethereum go up and down together, and most other tokens are correlated in the same way. It shouldn't be that way, but without any banks analyzing and reporting on these startups the way they do for Apple, Amazon, Microsoft, etc., that's the way it is for now. So Bitcoin can raise or drop the price of your token, but it now appears the gravitational pull works in both directions. In 2018, something else developed. It became clear that all these funded ICOs were not diligenced by real tech experienced angels or VCs. They were mostly not tokens you would really want to invest into. Previously, all these tokens were correlated to the rising price of Bitcoin and Ethereum, but now it is dragging them down. They're correlated, and the big section of the overall market cap is sinking the crypto ship in general. Mm, I like this. I like this. What will happen is that all of these weak startups will eventually be flushed out and what will be left with some de- with some descent and even amazing companies, decent and even amazing companies. Today, the consumer retail investors of Southeast Asia and around the world are no longer gambling and throwing cash at the latest ICO to pitch uh, at some blockchain event. Or at least not at the volumes of Q4 2017. It used to be 20% institutional investors and 80% retail. Now it's 80% institutional investors, uh, if not more. It, it makes sense to me that if strongly branded VCs like A16C, Andrews and Harris, it's in, in Pantera Capital, and 7VC.VC invest into a startup from their wide funnel of investments after conducing VC grade due diligence, consumer retail investors will want to invest. Following the VC's lead in jurisdictions or the compile or the com, com ugh. yeah, that's spelled wrong. No, it's not. <laughs> Where this complies with local securities law or in the U.S. if the startup filed an S1 Reg A plus, etc. So. I believe where this article is going is that we're moving away from the institutional money is coming in, but people we wanted this, but we don't know what that looks like. And what that looks like is like very smart people with a lot of money and a lot of time to make really good decisions are going to be owning the lion's share of a lot of these crypto assets moving forward because retail investors just don't have the time to keep up, but they do. And they're also the ones creating the narrative as to who gets invested in and who doesn't. So that's that next article. Uh, let's keep it moving here. We might have to do lightning round because I believe everyone upstairs is trying to eat lunch. And I just okay. got pinged. So lightning round. Uh, GMO Internet exits Bitcoin miner production after re- recording extraordinary loss in Q4. So uh, GMO is an Internet group uh, based in Japan, and they are out of the Bitcoin mining game because they got their asses handed to them. And somebody got fired today. 
All right, next article. <laughs> um, speaking of getting fired, talk to their how how much they lost. Okay. In quarter four, they lost thirty five point five billion yen, which is hmm. about three hundred twenty million dollars. Um, well, the un- unconsolidated loss tally will be around thirty eight or thirty eight billion yen, or three hundred thirty four point five million dollars. That's in one quarter. That's in one quarter. The company said that the losses had not impacted its quote financial integrity. Damn. So, okay. How do you make so much money? We're losing three hundred and thirty four point five million. Is not a big deal. Well, I'm pretty sure it's a big deal, but it doesn't affect their financial integrity. Motherfuckers got fired this year. That's what that means. You don't just lose three hundred thirty four million dollars and keep your job. That's not how that works. Yeah. Yep. That's a lot. Um. So, here speaking of uh, getting fired, private blockchains have few applications. Study finds. Oh, you don't say. Despite all efforts so far, businesses haven't been able to come up with the significant applications for private centralized blockchains as opposed to public distributed ledgers. A new study shows, according to the authors, in most cases, corporate blockchain networks are used mainly for database verification and transactions auditing. Big surprise, private blockchains are useless, but apparently they're not for a lot of smart, the Corys and Collins of the world, which are probably much more, um, what's the word I'm looking for, um, by their trade and by their studies, a lot more, have a lot more blockchain acumen than I do. They say that private blockchains are totally useful, but I think they're full shit, so we're gonna, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> I private blockchains are bullshit. Not Korean Colin. I'm not gonna call them bullshit. That's mean. Uh, Wednesday's on you. Lightning. Lightning round. All right. Does that mean like I have to read it real fast? Uh, if you want to, you can try. I don't think that's your style, but. All right. So Coin Telegraph. Mary Huilet. Huilet. Yeah. How did we decide on? Okay, Huilet. Yeah. Report, crypto industry giants Bitmain and Huobi to lay off staff. 5,453 eyeballs and 176 total shares. No, this is different. Oh, but this is not only Bitmain, it's Huobi, Huobi okay. too. Um, so, yeah, we, we as in the previous article, we mentioned Bitmain laid off um, half of its 2,500. Is it 2,500? Like, mm-hmm. so 12, 12,050. Yeah, mm-hmm. or not twelve thousand, twelve fifty. Um, Beijing-based Bitmain Technology, which has dominated the mining hardware manufacturing horizon this year, um, is quoted by SCMP as saying in a statement, "Has undergone some adjustment to our staff this year." Yeah, so Hobie, how many how how many people did Hobie lay off? That's pretty much what we want to know. Um, here we go. Hobie laid off. How many? Has a workforce of over 1,000, but how many did they lay off? Uh, Are they going to say? Uh, they do not know. They don't have the knowledge of the number of oh planned job cuts. It's so loud in this house. What is that? I don't know. I, I don't hear it, actually. So okay. I think you're fine. The only, the only time I do hear um, any noise is the creaking of the floorboards. Oh, no, I totally heard that, whatever that is. 
<sighs> I'm so it's like a, it's like when you're in like like what was that um hunt for red october with like uh <laughs> what was that guy's name sean connery yeah and, and and then like they're in like the sub right and then they're like cross like crossing paths with the other sub and then you hear like and then like they're all like looking at each other in the dark mm-hmm. all nervous and scared that's no, like make what noise. that background sound don't sounded make like seaman johnson you better not fart <laughs> i'm gassy i can't help it it's a medical condition now we're all dead sorry that <laughs> all right speaking of uh rowdiness yeah speaking of loud ass family loud yeah loud ass people uh litecoin foundation to sponsor ufc title fight and bid to increase crypto adoption so crypto's coming to ufc there we go uh anna alexander coin telegraph 12 uh 12,167 total views 677 total shares litecoin foundation will sponsor an event of the ufc mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. which one is it official official the official cryptocurrency partner of the ufc lightweight uh light heavyweight title fight between john jones and alexander gustafson i can't john wait jones and alexander gustafson wow that's that's really good that was really good d <laughs> did i blow I, you away for a second? i am uh i'm i'm actually blown away um the light do that again foundation will sponsor an event yeah, and then they just say John Jones and Alexander. John Jones and Alexander Gustafson. That sounds so weird. You sound different. All right. That's pretty Jesse, good. Jesse, the man broke. No, I'm kidding. I'm sorry. <laughs> I could be your hype man. No, I, Twitch channel could you, you could want. you do like an intro for me? I'm, I'm serious. I want to have you do like right a, now? Like an what do you want me to say? No, no, no. No, for the Twitch stream later. I don't know. Just like. For the Twitch stream later. 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 <laughs> It's awesome. All right. So, all right. Sounds good. Litecoin, official cryptocurrency partner of UFC now, I guess. Or just that bout, maybe. I'm not sure how that works. but It's just the one match they're, they're uh, sponsoring. So. Testing it out. And let me tell you something about the Litecoin that's being used. It is going to be sold immediately. So... What do you mean the Litecoin that's going to be used? For the sponsorship to UFC. Like somebody at Litecoin has talked UFC into taking Litecoin for a sponsorship. And that UFC person is going like, oh, wait, isn't this I dead? See. Okay. Yeah. What's this Litecoin? How do I sell the shit out of it? Like that's what that's what's going to happen there. Damn. Prove me wrong. All right. Next. All right. Article. Next article. Bitcoin's price will go below $3,000. Below 3000 Price prediction by Anthony Pompliano, uh, as he tells mainstream media. Uh, William Suberg wrote this article, Cointelegraph. Man, people still like, this garners the most views, opinions about price predictions. 33,784 total views on this article, 365 total shares. This is like candy for you, for your like brain. Like you don't need this. This is... <laughs> okay, thank you for the public service announcement. Just, I'm just telling you guys, like it'll help you. You don't need this. Price predictions but, are bullshit. It's basic just oh, like Jesse you. said. It's dopamine, right? And that the one that makes you feel good? Uh yes. Yep. 
I like to say dopamine makes me feel dope. <laughs> um, all right. So, yeah, he's just saying it's going to go below 3,000. Um, yeah, that's it. That's and then it. Uh, talks about another trader. Yeah. Guys, you know the price is going down. Dollar cost average appropriately. And if it's going up, dollar cost average appropriately. There's one thing for certain that dollar cost averaging is the best strategy to use with risky assets, and that's what this stuff is. So speaking of risky assets, uh, this article. Um, Thursday. Written by Jamie Redman. Um the 2018 Bitcoin mining ecosystem saw record hash rates and new devices. Um, this uh, actually has 2,000 views, so if you want to give Draney Redman uh, some hype, you can. 2018 was a crazy year in regard to the price of cryptocurrencies losing more than 80% of their value since they touched all-time highs. Interestingly enough, even though the prices of major digital assets plummeted, the hash rate of SHA-256 coins skyrocketed during the months of August through October. Although the hash rate has declined significantly since the price was severely impacted negatively this past November. So, as we said, the hash rate has been dropping, um, but it's still going, it's currently going back up. So, at the time of hearing this, it's going back up. So, yeah, this article is about A6. It's a pretty long article, but we're doing lightning rounds because I've got to go appease my family, my loud ass family. Um,. But essentially, they they go through some things like uh, which coins are more profitable to mine, with which algorithms. There's websites for this, by the way. Um, do you know the website? This like shows like, is it coinmining.com? For what? That shows the profitability of each coin and like what if you what, uh, like, if you not show off-hand. like what equipment you're using, it'll show you which coin to mine. I mean, you can go to like uh, there's a. There's a uh, nice hash comes to mind because I used to just look at the hardware prices, like the the daily rates, the daily profitability. Because mm-hmm. that was just like a quick glance, and it was decent enough. Um, but yeah, there are better websites that give you um, that give you what what algorithm to mine based on what hardware that is the most profitable. But if you want like a, just a quick glance on like what is the best profitable hardware and it, it already assumes you're mining on the on the most efficient algorithm. You can just go to like Nice Hash and and just check out their profitability calculators there. Nice. So sure. if you want to get in the mining game, there's still time. Um, you know, interesting thing I like to say is that although it does feel like it's late in crypto, Binance was started less than two years ago, and it's one of the best exchanges on the planet right now. It was started two years after like BTCE, uh, Huobi, uh, BTCC. Uh, a lot of very major exchanges have been just left in the past. Cripsy was one of them. I don't think it was ever good, but it was kind of major. Left in the dust, and now you're left with Coinbase Pro and Binance, which are running the game. You know, So it's never too late to start something that's already been done in crypto if you can do it better. So if you want to get into mining and you got the funding and you've got the strategy and blah, 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 give it a shot. Um, it's not going to be easy, but it can be done. Well, the only reason Binance took off is because they have their tokens. And then they offered um, discounts when you bought large chunks and also for daily volume traders. Mm-hmm. Um, they offered rewards. So, like, they incentivized you to use their platform, like, hardcore incentivized you. And there's probably, like, a lot of market manipulation, wash trading that 
I, I, I'm pretty sure that exchange is like super dirty. Ooh, be careful. And I'm just saying. <laughs> so don't don't, don't act like don't. Uh, I don't want to lead the viewers to think that you know they got where they were because they're they they did something better in the space. They did something dirtier in the space. That's how they got there. So I take back what I said. Uh, I still like Coinbase though. Coinbase is all right. Coinbase is doing it, man. There's no way to hate on Coinbase. There really isn't. Like, they're really but doing I, the best job for crypto. It's like the hero crypto deserves but doesn't need or some. What's that crazy ass Batman? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. They're they're talking with regulators. They're take moving slow. They're doing. Uh, an immense amount of diligence if you want to ask about how much due diligence they're doing talk with Corey when you get a chance who works for status and how much due diligence that coinbase is doing to these tokens that they add to their platform um that brian Armstrong probably happens to own a shit ton of but we're not going to go yeah. that speculation yeah. but um, <laughs> yeah uh um Anyways, Mary Hill Lightning Round. Mary Hulet uh, has written that Bitcoin supporting payments firm Square has named Yahoo Finance's Company of the Year. So what's interesting is that as Square says that, uh, sorry, as um, Stripe says that they will no longer be looking into blockchain anything, not even cryptocurrency like Bitcoin or Ether, Square is stepping up to the plate and saying, like, you guys is dumb. We're going all balls to the wall. The United States-based Bitcoin supporting payments from Square has been named the Yahoo Finance Company of the Year. I don't know if that means a lot coming from Yahoo, but whatever. As Yahoo Finance reports, $26 billion market cap payments company founded by Jack Dorsey and Jim McClevey in 2009. McKelvey. Uh, has reportedly seen its stock go up 72% through December 2014. Sorry, December 14th, 2018. Its shares were up 170% through the end of September before the wider market turned down. As dar- downturn. Dern town. <laughs> what is a Dern town? That Dern town. Wait, wait, wait. Square is, uh, Square is publicly offered? Yeah. I didn't know that. That's dope, man. My GF uses the Cash App, the Square's little Cash App, and she knows she, like she's got some Bitcoin on there too. She pays her hairdresser with Bitcoin. Oh, that's good. Yeah, the way God intended, right? And why I say when I say God, I mean Satoshi Nakamoto. As previously reported, <laughs> Square first announced in November 2017 that it would release a Bitcoin trading option to select the three million dollars. Sorry, 3 million of its Square Cash App customers. The announcement caused its stock to jump one a billy in just five days when the company rolled out support for VTC. Tra- I should do radio voice. I feel like it would be more popular if I did more radio voice. You know what I mean? Like Probably. Today, we're going to talk about news articles from last week and this week. Tomorrow, that's zero confirmation news, baby. We don't talk about that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> People would love this shit. They would eat it. Up. Uh, I like it. It's nice. Yeah. From time to time, don't don't overkill it. Should I mix that with a newscaster voice? No, don't do. I don't like the newscaster voice. You don't like newscaster. Okay. Maybe like one in every ten articles. Okay. All right. 
Cash App lead Brian Grossadonia told Yahoo Finance in a separate report that the stock surge was not the reason the firm introduced BTC support, but emphasized the choice stemmed from the company's commitment to democratizing access to financial tools that have historically been really complicated, intimidating, and stressful. Mm. They're throwing, they are, they are like skeeting all over fintech right now. Oh no, what about the dollars, right? Because that's what Cash App was meant for. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. Dollars have never been complicated, intimidating, or stressful. They're just, they're just bullshitting. They were when I was in the third grade and I was in this tag class and they were like, you need to start up a bank account and buy some cash deposits. And, and I was like, oh, man, I'm fucking eight years old. And they were like, well, this is what the world's like. So get used to it. <laughs> and I was like, what? This is I remember, do you remember like going to like a class? I don't remember what class, like a home ec, like part of like a home ec or I don't know, some, some random class in elementary where they taught you how to like write checks. Yeah, yeah. I remember that. I, I've never written a check. I've written two checks in my life. <laughs> The times where you're supposed to write checks, like to pay rent and stuff, I make uh-huh. my bank cut the check to the person. Okay. Yeah, so I, I still don't write the check. My bank just makes sure it gets there the day that it's supposed to get there. And I've never had any problems. So, right. So, you know yep. what I mean? Um, yep. A woman, I literally have never been more angry. No, I've been more angry. But I was doing some Christmas shopping on Christmas Eve, like a true American. And um, this woman was paying with a check for for all of her groceries. And it was like three hundredths of the dollars. And it was going very bad. Like the clerk didn't know how to run the check. The lady didn't fill out the check right. So when she ran the check, it didn't run right. And I was like, this is stupid. You're stupid. Why are you paying with the check? It's 2018. Where's your debit card? What's wrong with you? I was getting so mad in my head. I wasn't saying all this, but I was looking at her in the eyes whenever she would look at me because she was nervous and kind of sweating because she was holding up the line. And I would look at her with my eyes and say, you dumbass. Why are you paying with a check? Maybe she didn't have money. Maybe she's just trying to, like, you know, balance the check because, you know, some people... I mean, that could be the case, but even if that's the case, you're still paying with a check at that time. And I'm like, I'm sorry if anybody's listening to this and they're like, oh, I pay with checks. Don't alienate me. And like, yes, I'm alienating you. Stop paying things with checks. Go to those people and see if you can renegotiate. deposit. Yeah, like, I'm angry at the check system now. I'm, my blood's boiling, Jesse. Wait, what's the difference between doing, like, uh, what is it, um... Uh, money order or cash? Cash? Cashier's cash checks and money orders. Are cashier's different. checks. I don't yes. know why, but they why are. Don't, <laughs> but like, why don't people just do that instead of having to cut the check like in the actual line of whatever they're trying to do? Well, because a cashier's check is when you know how much money you need, so you go get the cashier's check and you take it to the person. But when right. people are cutting checks in line, they're like, okay, what's the total? Let me write that in. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, I, I don't see the use in doing that, like, ever. Yeah, especially because like, your bank account information and your routing number is on the bottom of the check. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't know. Like, it just, it why just seems faster. Just use, like, uh, use, like, a card of some sort. Uh, uh, some people, man. Or a credit card. 
Can you imagine when we're all flying around in our zippity zap cars, flying through the air, maybe teleporting from our suburban house into the city, or maybe riding underground in Elon Musk's bore at the speed of sound? Yeah. You know, paying with NFC chips in our phone, there's going to be that one fucker that's writing a check. And you're going to say, <laughs> What? I got on yeah. moon boots. I'm literally going to the moon in a week, and you're writing a check? I hate you. Oof. Sorry. Uh, last article that we're going to cover. We maybe missed an article, but I really got to go. Uh, last article we're going to cover for this week of Just the Headers. Thank you for listening. Uh, judge denies Craig Wright's motion to dismiss billion-dollar Bitcoin lawsuit. <laughs> Uh, I thought this was a funny one to end on. Of December 27th, court documents from the case against the in-chain chief scientist Greg Wright explained a large portion of his recent dismissal motions were found not warranted and were denied. Wright is being sued for 1.1 million BTC in a legal case in Florida that alleges he manipulated David Kleiman's family. The lawsuit against Craig Wright moves forward. According to case 18CV80176, Kleiman versus Wright filed in South Florida, Craig Wright is accused of allegedly interfering with David Kleiman's Bitcoin assets after he died. Kleiman's family believes David and Wright played a role in the early days of Bitcoin and possibly created the technology. This assumption has bolstered back when... This guy is such a douche. Sorry. Look at his face. Look at it. I'm talking about Craig Wright. I'm sorry. Sorry. Anyways. This assumption um, was bolstered back when Kleiman, a forensic computer investigator, was featured with Wright and tech publications such as Wired and Gizmodo because they too thought the duo were possible Satoshi suspects. Oh boy. Oh man. So David Kleiman is a computer security expert and author of multiple books and a noted speaker. Kleiman has been named as one of the members of Satoshi Nakamoto Group Theory. So Kleiman died in 2013, very little money after fighting with MRSA. I don't know what that is. Oh, it's a bacterium infection that spreads in different parts of the body. Yeah, MRSA. What is that? I never even heard of that. MRSA, uh, is that the one that you get when you fight on dirty mats? Ooh, that sounds nasty. Uh, so anyways, uh, here here's the deal. Um, Craig Wright's being sued because he allegedly did something. It's staff. It's staff that's uh, methicillin resistant. Oh, it's a staph infection. Okay. It's, a, it's a staph infection. Oh, okay. It has resistance. Anyway, so Craig Wright is accused of uh, gifting, grifting the, the, the climate family and transferring David's Bitcoins to various international trusts. So he stole their money. So surprise, surprise. If Craig Wright is Satoshi, I no longer like Satoshi. That's what I'm standing to. And that's what I'll say for from now until infinity. So um that's it guys that's it for the articles for this week we hope you enjoy this week's show a lot of news um jesse and i tried to make some predictions um i brought out my radio voice uh jesse i will do that introduction for you on your twitch channel just give me a time and a date yes okay um let's see who else um what else is going on 
thank you guys for an entire year of listening to the Bitcoin Podcast Network. Uh, this is coming from me, D. Uh, we've been podcasting about crypto for, for, for years now. Um, and this year was one of the toughest because bear markets are never easy. Um, it's much easier when everyone is excited and jubilant. But then once reality kicks in and we're like, oh, we're still very, very far away from where we thought we would be, where we want to be. Um, you know, things get gray fast. Uh, this has been a year like that for everyone involved, but we still made a lot of content for you to digest. And um, if you want to be a part of the community, uh, you could join the Slack at the BitcoinPodcast.com. And you hit the button that says Slack and you can join in. And, and we're there most of the time. Jesse's in there from time to time. Uh, Corey and Marcello and myself are in there um, day in and day out to chat and talk about things. So, um, looking forward to 2019, however. Uh, price will bottom out in 2019. I think going back up into 2020. So, that's what I, that's my pr- little prediction there. That would be my prediction. So, uh, Jesse, you got anything you want to add? Yeah. Uh, thanks, Joe, um, for reaching out to me and um, asking how you could subscribe to the the Twitch channel that I um, that I run. Um, so that kind of that was nice that you took the initiative to do that. So I just want to say thank you. Appreciate it. Nice. So yeah, Jesse's running a Twitch channel. Um, hopefully, we can grow that to infinity and beyond. Maybe we should start helping you. I don't know. Maybe we could do like some join Jesse's Twitch channel advertisements on the Bitcoin podcast. And people okay. go to we, I'd be down. I just want to see. I don't want to see you successful, man. That's how I roll. I listen to a lot of rap as a kid. I got to put my team on. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We all eat out here. These are rap, these are rap lyrics. You know what I mean? So, all right, guys. Thank you for listening to another week. Uh, love you guys. Uh, looking forward to another outstanding year. Uh, play.